Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Biden makes some moves on his first day as president. Rick and Morty creator sells some Ethereum art, and you won't believe the price. And Sergey Nazarov, co-founder of Chainleak, comes on the show to talk about Ethereum's all-time high price. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I know yesterday I said, look, everybody's a little bit confused what's happening right now. We have a natural correction, plus we have a new president, and he's making some crypto moves. I'm going to get into those crypto moves in just a second. And tomorrow we're going to go into in depth what a Biden presidency could look like for cryptocurrency. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in a long form podcast. But maybe the shock to the market is going to take a little bit longer than just a day or two. So don't panic. But it looks as though there's a little bit of shock to the market because of everything that's happening right now. And let's take a look to see how much shock that is in our crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $21,730.20, down 5.3% from yesterday. That's a total two-day down of around 15.3%. Ethereum, $1,226.66, down 2.3% from yesterday. That's a drop of 13%, and now it's after a 13% up. So we're actually at the same spot as we were four days ago before we hit $14,000 F. Litecoin, 133.54, down 4% from yesterday, and that's a total of 18 down in the last two days. Chainlink actually went up a little bit. Must have known Sergey was coming on the show today. At 1988, up 2.8%, and XRP down 1.5% at 27.8 cents. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is at $912.8 billion, down 6%, which is a total of around 14% down in the last two days, with a BTC dominance of 64%. And now I want to welcome on Sergey Nazarov, co-founder of Chainlink, and he answers this question that I sent him. I want to ask him, on Tuesday, Ethereum broke a previous all-time high. At the same time, the total value locked in DeFi applications broke $25 billion. How much of Ethereum's growth would you attribute to the rise of DeFi? Here's what he had to say. I think that generally speaking, technology platforms are useful as far as the use cases they enable. And I think Ethereum has enabled so far two uh, very valid use cases predominantly, tokenization and private key voting governance through DAOs. I think that those two use cases of tokenization and private key voting to create DAOs really sets a foundation for DeFi because DeFi can hold that token value that Ethereum was about initially, and it can use the private key voting in DAOs to enable governance structures Around, around those financial products to make them transparent and truly user-owned and governed, which is, which is unique and, and shares a lot of the value of those products together with users. I think if you look at Ethereum from the point of view of the use cases it enables, this massive use case of DeFi is, in my opinion, the biggest one yet. 
if I were to look at how much value is in DeFi right now at 25 billion, that's a very small percentage of the over 1 trillion in value now in the crypto format. So even if 25 billion seems like a large number to us, and it is definitely a large number, the percentage of what is in the format that could be in DeFi within Ethereum, that percentage is still very low. In addition to that, I think that Ethereum has started delivering on some of its technical promises with the Beacon chain and moving towards Ethereum 2.0 mm -hmm. has given people more confidence about them executing on you know, these scalability dynamics. The fact that the fee market, partly driven by DeFi usage, is also continually very active on Ethereum shows that people are willing to pay for using that network for what it's intended to do. I think there's another nuance with DeFi around the fact that it's actually composed of two parts. It's composed of the chain that it operates on, and then it's composed of oracles that provide data to DeFi. Because without that data, you can't make a financial product around any set of market events. My expectation is that DeFi is going to go far past 25 billion, even just capturing the other assets that are already in the crypto format that can be put into DeFi. Um, I think that's going to lead to a lot more usage of platforms like Ethereum where those DeFi contracts live. And it's also going to lead to a lot more usage of oracles that provide those DeFi contracts with the data that they need to operate. That DeFi will essentially become what blockchains are about more and more, the way that blockchains became about tokenization once Ethereum made that an easy to do and secure piece of software, piece of kind of individual value that someone could make and not have to worry about security. So I, I think now that we've gotten to a place where people can make financial products both efficiently and still with security built in that they don't need to build, but that's given to them by platforms like Ethereum and Chainlink, the rate at which new DeFi products appear will just rapidly increase. The value locked in them will rapidly increase. And I think that DeFi and decentralized financial products will really be what, what blockchains are, are more and more known for compared to tokenization or, or private key DAO voting. That was Sergey Nazarov, co-founder of Chainlink, on the future of DeFi and its relation to Ethereum's price. And now, in other news. If you guys remember the FinCEN wallet proposal that everybody was really freaking out about the past couple weeks, just a quick reminder, FinCEN, Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, they said that they want to KYC everybody's wallets, their personal wallets, and they were trying to figure out how to roll that out. Well, you know, the crypto space, crypto Twitter went to work, and a lot of people wrote FinCEN saying, you guys need to just chill for a second. We need to really think about this. And they got around 65,000 plus letters saying, Let's take some time and review. Well, the Biden administration just put a freeze on that rule. And the crypto industry players believe that this will allow for a better engagement with the U.S. Treasury about these crypto rules, allowing for more input, allowing for more thought process about what these rules mean for the emerging industry. And it's also here to say that this is not unnormal. Sometimes these things just get halted by a new administration to say, wait, let's get my people in place. Let's take a look at how everything's progressing so we can work within the administration to achieve the administration's goals. So could the Biden administration's freeze on enacting this rule not even change? It could, just waiting for his people to get into place. It also can slow things down and really take time to evaluate what this means for the industry. So what I would recommend is keep pushing them to listen to the industry. And to continue talking about the Biden administration, as we know, the former head of the OCC, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, Brian Brooks, resigned last week. President Biden is expected to nominate Michael Barr to the post. Barr is a former Treasury official with ties 
to Ripple. So meaning, he understands cryptocurrency. He's also a Ripple fan. <laughs> we'll see how this works out. Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland said this in a tweet about crypto art. The best I can do, which is the title of his collection of works, he said is testing the boundaries of crypto art. What makes something valuable? The art? The artists? The process? The state of mind while created? The intention of the piece? I'm feeling really good about this collection. Dollar sign NFT hashtag NFT. Well, he should be feeling good because it sold for $1.65 million or $1,300 F. And some of those proceeds will be used to help the homeless in Los Angeles. The thing is, he brought up a lot of good questions. You know, there's a lot of crypto artists out there right now creating crypto art, but not many people sell theirs for $1.65 million for some digital squiggles. I think that he asks a lot of very important questions, and he also shows that there is a market for art made by famous, well-known people. What I see coming from this is he's showing a proof of concept for other artists, big-name artists, that want to maybe get into crypto art, but never understood that if this would be profitable or how to do it. Well, he showed that you can make a lot of money crypto art. So I expect a lot of famous artists coming into the crypto space to create amazing works and getting paid very, very well for it. Skybridge Capital's COO, Brett Messing, said that the company's Bitcoin fund grew, said that the company's Bitcoin fund grew to $370 million. Messing also said that the emergence of a Bitcoin ETF could put the company's Bitcoin fund out of business. Institutions have been increasingly investing in Bitcoin, but there's no guarantee that this will continue. And finally, Kyber Network has announced plans to upgrade protocol to Kyber 3.0, adding features like network liquidity pools and dynamic fees to the platform. Kyber is permissionless, but not as decentralized as a DEX like Uniswap. Kyber 3.0 aims to reduce or eliminate impermanent loss for DeFi liquidity providers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Tomorrow, we talk all about the Biden administration and its impacts on the crypto space. From regulation to appointments to price, we talk about it all in our long-form Friday podcast. I'll see you tomorrow. Until then... Happy hodling.